Welcome to Habits for Happiness with Lady Fuller. The path to happiness is paved with healthy habits. We spend much of our lives searching for happiness when the key we're looking for is right there inside of us. We can discover that key through habit change, which you're about to learn about. Now, here is your host, Lady Fuller. Welcome to Habits for Happiness, the show where we discuss habits that can make you happier. Here on the show today, we have the most amazing writer, teacher, artist, and inventor, Dennis Blakey. We are so lucky to have you here today. Thank you for being here, Dennis. Oh, lady, thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let me just introduce you to everyone because you really are, you're you're a Renaissance man. I mean, you are so many things. You're not just one thing. And your book, Forever is Your Frontier, was just released this past August and can be found on Amazon. We'll talk more about that. And just so you guys know a little bit more about Dennis and all the things he has done, he has created visual effects and animation for film and television at Walt Disney and other production studio for over 30 years. He's received a primetime Emmy for the pilot episode of Star Star Trek Deep Space Nine. His work can be seen in movies such as Iron Man 3, Tron, Into the Storm, Disney's Dinosaur, and Home on the Range, Dante's Peak, Apollo 13, and The Fifth Element. Oh my gosh, that's so many. And he animated the Galileo spacecraft for NASA JPL on a room-sized mini supercomputer and created a scientific software center for the Naval Research Laboratory. This is amazing. My son is a big NASA geek. We have to talk more about that. And Dennis is a full-time inventor creating machine and software for inventions from advanced lossless and lossy compression algorithms, animation resignation, and a lot more. <laughs> and you graduated from um, California Institute of the Arts with a degree in experimental film graphics. And you've been learning to soldier since the age of seven. And you grew up as a kid of science who liked early tube type lasers, radios, telephones, and x-ray machines. Again, my son loves all of this stuff. <laughs> and you're here today to talk about a habit of one, and you have so much else in your resume. I don't want to read it all because I want to leave the listeners a little bit perplexed about all of the amazing things that make up you. So tell us, why did you choose this habit? Well, thank you. Thank you for that wonderful intro. Um, You know, and, and anyone, everyone on this planet would have the same of their own unique way. That's what's wonderful about, uh, feeling this uh, and exploring this idea of being one there's there's uh, I've come to know there's there's two sides of one and and I'll say it as we are one mm-hmm. we are all one unique each one of us is unique we have such a diverse story of our own and it goes beyond this life and we are also one together and that's the other side of it being one together and it's something I was exploring in the book uh, through a cast of characters, and it's something I've been exploring in my own life, getting to know, well, how do I live that? How do I live mm. being one? And interestingly, um, I used to study that, in fact, a big part of how I had a lot of interesting experiences was studying the Chinese internal martial arts. And part of that is standing meditation. Um, you may have seen photos of folks out in the parks with their hands up, Yes, uh, I used very, to live in San Francisco, so I was like a very intrigued by Tai Chi, which was everywhere. Yeah, but standing exactly. meditation sounds intriguing. Tell us more. Yeah, so um, in the standing meditation, it's um, standing and having energy flowing through your body, 
And I used to study this with a teacher when I was working at Disney, I would go to the mountains in Glendale. So it was a very metaphysical moment to be standing up on the mountains after a day of working animation and what's going on with the movie mm -hmm. and so forth. And then suddenly I'm up here on the mountain and I'm standing and, and sometimes we would put our hands on trees. Uh, this was my, where I was going with the story is sometimes we'd come up and put our hand on a tree and just like circulate with the end, that life of a tree uh, with nature. Or as I will say today, and I love this phrase from Frank Lloyd Wright is nature with a capital N is what he would mm -hmm. say. And I always loved that. So I borrowed that too for the book. It's, how I refer to it, nature with a capital N. Uh, so putting our hands on it and circulating. And there's, there's kind of an interesting connection then I felt with, with nature that way. And last spring when I was in the belly of writing this book, I was, you know, or I guess it was a little before that, I was walking along thinking of something I was trying to solve in my life. And I was walking through a park and I was thinking in my mind to nature, walking under trees, thinking, what is the answer? And I really clearly heard in my mind's ear, cherish, cherish yourself, cherish. And it's not a word that I really use. So I had to go back home to look it up to love and protect, to love and protect. And that's what I think was a piece of the puzzle of being one and being unique. Every one of us is to be careful to love and protect what is unique about ourselves. Because the moment we are born in these lives, we have a lot of voices of authority from parents to siblings, you know, older brothers and sisters, neighbors, schools, teachers. We've got a lot of voices of their own uniqueness telling us, well, you should do it this way. You should be this way or don't do it that way. And they mean well, because this is all part of getting along and working together, mm -hmm. but it can get, really get lost in our lives to forget about what's unique about each and every one of us. And the really cool aspect, um, for some reason I latched onto, I want to wrote this book. I wanted, I wanted to write it from the standpoint of actors acting in a world. Mm -hmm. And when I, I was having a cup of coffee the other day, when I'm watching people walking around, having their lives, their wonderful uniqueness, thinking of, each person is not just who we see, but a masterful actor who's living out that role for just this lifetime. Just like an actor would be hired to do a movie or a show, and, but their repertoire are many, 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 many roles that they do. And so we can judge their performance in a particular role, but we always have in mind there's much more to the actual actor. That's something I think gets lost in our lives because we don't think about us beyond that we are, in a sense, actors who've designed our life and are exploring a part, a tiny part of who we truly are. And doing that, I think, brings a lot of awe for oneself and also for everybody else, everybody else, even that person that we that, you know, I feel, like, oh, I really want them to change. I want to judge them. No, you know what? There's an amazing, masterful actor that's higher up pulling the strings, having that wonderful life of uniqueness. So that's the one part of it, being unique and cherishing. The other part that really can get lost, um, and everybody has a different way of approaching this, but it's also the idea that we are all of one thought or one idea. 
that we are of one consciousness that is expressing itself that is the masterful actor expressing itself as you and i and all of our listeners and everybody and all animals and nature and life and other worlds and it's trying to figure out who am i just as we are um and that i think is the duality of being very unique but so is everybody else but yet we're not separated we are all one and one together and i mean the cool thing about what you're saying is that it's amazing that we, you and I, right, got chosen to be humans in this particular story, in this particular movie, because there's so many versions or iterations of this collective conscience having life experiences. And I used to remember as a kid thinking, why wasn't I a bird? Uh Why wasn't I an ant? Or why wasn't I a leaf? And this is the same sort of thing that you're talking about, that all life is an expression of this consciousness. Yes. And being human is is a tough game. It's a tough game. Um, I probably can't talk today without stepping into what is um, talking with channeled folks. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've had that on your show where somebody's been a channel or references that, but just real quickly, it's um i'm sure we all know like people who have famous tv shows where they can seemingly talk to people who've died that would be a medium because they're awake and they can hear a voice and this is what i had learned to do in the last five years to be able to get three messages barely for this book which i had been checked by a channel so a channel is somebody that goes into a more subconscious state who is not conscious uh, who works with a being and there's an agreement before their life So they speak together and they work together. They don't take over their body, but they work together. And and because the the, the person here, the human is less in the way, uh, they don't color it with as many of their own words. So for instance, when I'm trying to be a medium, yes, Dennis can start telling Dennis what he wants to hear very quickly. (laughs) Yes, right. I got to learn to stop listening to Mm. just me dribbling off into my own words. So for the book, when I had three specific messages that all began with, we have a message for you that I just hear in my mind's ear, I had to, my science side of my mind went, well, I don't know, is Dennis just making this up? So I had to go then pay and hire a a channel, I've known for 20 years, channel someone to come through and tell me, and I read it back verbatim, is this correct? And so um, channel folks um, will have a lot of perspective from beyond and it's not as, interfered with by the human's words. And so that's helped me a lot in life. Um, and so my, my, the, where I was going with the story is that I remember reading um, a really cool book um, about the uh, channel being Bartholomew. Uh, I come as a brother. Uh, I can recommend it. It's um, he was saying in there how he was talking with another civilization about how earth works, how human life works. And they couldn't believe, wait a minute, you, you come into a life, you really, and you forget all that you really are to find yourself alone as a babe in the woods. And you have to figure yourself out and bump into everybody else who's in the same state, trying to figure it all out and make a civilization work. <laughs> and they said, he came back and talked to them later. And he said, we tried it. We experimented with that. Wow. We have a uh, uh, great respect for all that play the human game because it seems to be incredibly hard, incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, and I, I read this really cool book uh, before, during it out of print, but it talks about when form this world, um, many people wanted to leave the game. 
early on. Like they would just leave the game or they let themselves die off really quickly because it is really hard to play. And so it was inserted into, no, stay with it, be afraid of death and all those things to kind of help, help us kind of stay into it because there's a lot of gift. There's a lot of gift here. And I think part of it is we've got to, we've got to really get our heads around this being one together and get over separation. Yeah, especially post-pandemic, right? Because this feeling of loneliness, at least here in the U.S., is very pervasive. Um, I'm a coach, and I can say that nobody is free of that level of suffering from being isolated. So for those people who might be listening and feeling alone today, how could they, you know, use this idea or habit of one for comfort? Um, I think it's what I have found recently, this is even very recent, I was having a private, which is when you have a talk with the channel folks and you hire the channel and talk. I was talking about um, things going on in my life. And what I had been doing is having, I love to like work through all the chakra points in my mm-hmm. body and think mm-hmm. about clearing what I would call negative energy. And mm-hmm. I don't harp on that, but I would just say, I'm letting go of negative situations that don't, that no longer serve me. The problem is I began to so kind of, in a sense, push away what's negative and I forget then, or I forgot we're in a positive negative universe. This is not, this is like trying to get rid of one side of the magnet of polarity, yeah. I really do it. And so what happens by trying to push away the negative, I'm drawing it in and my life stops functioning the way it really should. And his advice was what my dad had to had died, came through a, a really good medium that I know. He said, be, be yourself, be yourself. Don't try to be anything else and let your life work out because it's designed to work out. So I think in those moments when I can think of times when I'm feeling down um, is just there's something that I can let open up in me to not get in my own way of life, to let mm. life start working out. And I, th- and I know I'm really good at getting in my own way. In fact, <laughs> he said in the, in the, call he said you are very good at that <laughs> because yeah. i start second guessing well i don't know and my intuition tells me this and uh, and i can get frustrated that's one part of it and you know i have to say when i was younger and working in the industry i would have bouts where i would feel pretty down and get frustrated with jobs and i remember getting really upset and i'd be driving home just like i'm so angry at that job i really um I mean, I still, of course, run into that. We all run into people we don't like at jobs. And, and usually I hear it's because there's something in the other person that we don't like in ourselves. You know, there's always sort of that wonderful metaphysical mm-hmm. twist to it. But I haven't really felt those doldrums. And, and as far as, as long as I can remember, once I really got understanding that there is life beyond that, there is something greater that yes we're in the theme park like we're in the disney world right now and there really is anaheim and there really is life beyond there really is a beyond and i think it it is about this part of oneness of we are one together yeah maybe for someone to start really just let yourself feel and there's really no trick to it it's just sit up as they would say with a straight spine and just let yourself feel that you are a masterful actor far, far beyond this role of this life. Let me guarantee something. Every single person listening, all of us, everyone who's not listening, we're all a lot more than we think we are. Mm-hmm. And we have been living for far longer than we think we have. How do I know this? What I know from the channel folks is 
consciousness has no beginning or end. We've always existed. So all of us go back before this universe. All of us have an enormous number of lives and we've shut them off to have this one. And it can be very frustrating, but it is also a blessing because we have turned everything else off to get really quiet and have a beautiful life to understand a part of us right now. And it is a game that I understand is greatly respected beyond. This is a tough game, but a like it's being admitted into a top school. Like it's something to also be proud of. This is an amazing game that many people want to get into that there's not opportunities for them to connect in and have a life and they wait for it. And we're in it right now. So enjoy being in a really top school of consciousness. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Dennis, on that note, we're going to take a break, but I just want to everybody hang with us because when we come back, we're going to talk about strategies for creating this one and beautiful life because we have been given a chance to be here and play in this realm. Um, so everybody hang tight. We'll be back. Try out a free coaching session with your host, Lady Fuller, to learn more about her individualized and corporate coaching programs. Learn to drop bad habits and pick up healthier habits to live a healthier life. Email her at lady at happinessmba.com. That's L-A-D-Y at happinessmba.com. Or check out our coaching business at habits, the letter for happiness.com. Want to reward clients, customers, or employees with a gift that will blow their socks off? We at International Gifting Company have your next corporate event covered. We carry 250 personalized gifts for on-site incentive events. Or we can create virtual gift boxes your employees and clients can receive at home. Contact us today for a quick and free proposal. We love to wow! Contact info at intlgiftingco.com or check out our webpage at intlgiftingco.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Habits for Happiness. We hope today's program is helping you reach your happiness. Now, back to our program. Here again is Lady Fuller. Thank you, everyone, for hanging in there. We're back here with the amazing Dennis Blakey talking about the habit of one and how we are chosen to be here right on this plane in this life and how we can make the most of it because not everybody gets this chance. Mm-hmm. And what I love so much is you giving the listeners perspective that when we feel most alone or when we feel the most contracted or when we feel the most finite, that we are actually part of something so much greater than ourselves that mm-hmm. doesn't have what I heard you saying before the break, a beginning or an end. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Right. Forever. Yeah, yeah. forever that that we live forever. Did That's... you by chance ever read um, Many Lives, Many Masters? I haven't read that. It's no. a great book, and it talks about this idea of us, you know, coming at, as humans, and then 
learning maybe what we need to know and then continuing to pretend, you know, come back as human life forms and then, you know, eventually learning what we need to know as these avatars, as you describe them Mm -hmm. and moving on. But this idea of this sort of continued consciousness um, is so beautiful. And so when you talk about capital in nature, and I love so much, if I, <laughs> I would be a Taoist. <laughs> I wasn't, <laughs> I love this idea of nature. I mean, my God, she lives in nature and especially mm-hmm. in trees. So when you talk about this, how can nature be a respite for those people who feel particularly maybe disconnected? It's, I think the key word that we really all need to get our heads around is separation. Mm. And it's something that manifests, we manifest in our world in that we have before us separation that we might be familiar with, like racial separation and gender separation Mm. and their preference separation and class separation. But this is manifesting in our world, as I understand, again, I'm just being a messenger here. Um, I'm also in the game. I'm ignorant of all these things because I'm too a human in the game. But I understand from having a lot of privates and talking with um, channel folks is that the separation issue begins and really in us. It's it's in us um, being separate. And at least in my life growing up, I don't really remember in school or in movies of the day or in stories that humans were part of nature it always seemed to be like well there's us and then there's nature which would refer to elephants and trees and the earth and so forth and there's a separation because my understanding from the channeled folks who are like the referees outside the game yes we're the ones playing the game but the hints that they're saying what they say is there really is just one consciousness and you can call it nature you can call it God, you can call it all the names that you want to say, but one being, oneness, whatever you want to call it, and we are a part of it. Um, there's, in this book, there's a character, Vol, who's trying to tell a Peter who's super, super shy, like I used to be as a kid, by the way, almost everything in the book is bought You shy? <laughs> I was shy as a kid, yeah. I was the kid in the basement who would solder, and you know, I had to, I had to get out and talk a lot when I went to a little tiny school. It was a really wonderful, creative place. Um, I kind of opened up. So I had fun borrowing that for Peter. So Vol is, one day when, when they're over at his place, he's telling Peter, and, and um, Vol is like Liberace. Vol mm-hmm. is a man of couture in the story. Um, there, I will say, there's a lot of people beyond that helped with the book. There's almost a real person beyond every single character in him. So Vol is, is telling Peter about, because um, his home is by the sea, he says, you know, we're all like a drop of water from the ocean. Mm-hmm. It takes my drop to be the complete ocean why would I care what another drop or what another drop thinks of me? Because we're all just of the one ocean. So I think um, this feeling disconnected from nature is that we're creating a separation because the premise of this life is that we come in and we're alone and we've forgotten all that connection and that oneness by design so that we could rediscover it. Mm -hmm. And the goal I understand is that we would all evolve to become towards never entirely being because the game would be over, but towards being pure consciousness. What does that mean? That means that we really are living 
and this is Dennis now thinking to us, what, what is it is? I think the answer is personal to every single person because that is what makes us unique. Dennis's answer, what is pure consciousness that I think we're all evolving to is that we really understand and are being what is beautifully unique about every one of us. And we really feel and manifest and work together as thoughts and our thinking to be one. Um, I remember as a kid, uh, I don't know if I but if anyone here will remember the TV ads, uh, you are what you eat. Yes, I do remember the, that. Yeah, it was all I'm, about the, I'm older still, than I look. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, they probably still play, um, you know, and the, and the message is true. Yes. Like what we eat, um, it was, it was about the U S government, you know, and yes. dieting and wanting to have kids, um, be wary of their dieting. Um, and it's important. It, absolutely. The, the, what we take in and even the mental, you know, the, the, whether someone's upset who's preparing our food, it will even be said has an effect too, uh, which of course the government won't want to go there, but metaphysically yes, wise. Yes, we eat, we eat we eat chickens and animal stress too, but that's a different, oh, that's a different, goodness. that's a different podcast. I so know. <laughs> we'll put yeah, a pin in that for I later. Love, yeah, the plant, I'm, I am doing the plant-based living for the last couple of years. Let me tell you, it is wonderful. But but I remember these uh, ads that says, we are, you are, you are what we, I'll, I'll say we, it's nicer. We are what we eat. Mm-hmm. Um, I really guess pounded in my head and come to believe as important as we are what we think. We are what we mm. think. We are mm. what we think. I just have we to repeat that because that's a writer downer, everyone. Yeah. So we really have to watch our thoughts because what we're here to learn over many lifetimes is to be able to manifest reality directly from our thoughts, directly from our thinking. We're living in a universe that apparently founders created from their thoughts and i also have a religious part of me so it doesn't violate in my mind god because god would work through every person god would work through founders long ago that would come together and create this universe when i wrote this out um and they talked about separation um i had a uh, a past president and a civil rights leader give a message and and how i know this and let me let me just take a step back there is nothing special about what I've heard or who's working with me or any of this versus anyone else alive, anyone else that has been or will be, because every single person has a lot of help from beyond. It's just the differences. I've had a professional channel or medium tell me the names of who they are. That is the only difference. Yes. Every single person li- listening, no matter what you get into, if you are a doctor, I'm sure you have some Linus Paulings and Florence Nightingale's, and you've got famous people also nudging and, and helping you because they all want to help from beyond. Every single person, you've got a lot of help. You can call it angels, you can call it guys, you can whatever else, but everybody has a lot of help. So I think there's a lot you can tap into to answer that question of how not to feel the separation and how to feel mm-hmm. um, not so alone is uh, even, um, you know, I'm living alone right now. And so when I would talk to this, the channel folks, um, even just once, because I don't really feel so much lonely. But when I even mention, it's funny how I seem to have more friends that are from beyond than, than physical in my life. I know He's you're like, listening. Oh, come on. He was like, you know, what's the big deal, right? What's the big deal? Because you're always connected to something so much more. It's that actor part of you who is beyond, who has played many, 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 many roles that go on forever. And you will go on forever. You will not die. That is something. In fact, there's a character in the book. I, I don't use anybody's real names in this uh-huh. book out of respect and also because you really aren't supposed to do that if they've been living within 100 years. 
So I made up the character names, but there is one that um, I just only use his first name, again, just to be kind to scholars. But it is a 19th century famous composer. I'll just say his first name is Franz. Uh, there are two Franzes that I know, but you'll quickly be able to figure it out if you read to which one it is, um, who comes through and describes life and lives in, and this book is set in another world called Tally. Right, yes. yes. It's in Tally. Why I call it Tally is because my understanding from Channel in a twin universe, and this universe's name, Ta, is the sound for it. Um, why that? I don't know. Uh, God, Buddha, they all see, a lot of them seem to have ah, is sort of a sound of something kind of grand. I, I, that's my personal guess. But we're in this Ta universe, and the other one is the Da universe. And we, we all have our counterpart of us in the other one, matter, antimatter universe. And this is the negative universe. That does not mean it is a bad universe, it's just the polarity of it. And he did say, um, this is the one that can be full of a lot of shoulds and musts and struggle because this is the younger of the two. Uh, the other one's just a little bit older, but a little amount is a great amount. So we all have that. So, hey, there's another way you can feel not so at the mercy of and struggling is there is a part of you, everyone here, this is the agreement to live in a twin universe. Um, I even asked once, so why is it a twin? Well, the answer was, why would you want to be born as a single child in a family having siblings or a twin, right? It's because it's a choice. It's a choice. So when we choose to be human, we choose to be in a twin system. Personally, I think it's because it helps us learn faster because what, where we talk with our other self is in dreams. That's why we have all these weird, wild symbols, partly mm -hmm. not the only reason, but partly we, we're also living another life that does very much a lot of the same activities that's learning as well. So we can tap into that. That's another way we can tap in uh, into it. Um, so and, I, I, yeah. And, and I love this. I mean, this is amazing to think, you know, this is like quantum physics in and of itself, right? This idea of polarity as well as like multi multiverse and, 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 you know, if you've, and I'm sure you have, if you, I've read the Tao Te Ching and uh, this whole idea of two sides of one is, you know, the light and the dark, whatever it is, yin and yang is just predominant through all many sacred texts for thousands of years. I mean, this is not new thought in that way. Um, but I want to get back to the human experience. So you say that you often get in your own way. And I, as a coach, have coached hundreds of people. And I'm so grateful for all of them. And I would say the number one issue is everyone in their own way, thinking that everyone else is in their way, but they're really in their way. So Tell us, how does one surrender to the one and get out of their way? I, again, I think it's back to separation. I think because we're, we, 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 what we, I understand we do is that we label and categorize mm. and judge. It's part of being human. We can't, and again, it's positive, negative. So if you try to get rid of it, guess what's going to happen? It's going to come right up, slap one right on the face of something negative because it's reminding us. No, we are of all of that. They are all of one energy, though. So to be happy, to be sad, to be judgmental, to be full of remorse, the underneath it is the same one energy, a vibrant, full of life energy. And what we do as part of the human experience is my, again, I'm being just being a messenger here. We, from what I hear from the referees is that we, we put the labels on. And we learn to put the labels on and we're shaped by our society that tells us how we should put those labels on and how we should be. 
um, so that we're, I feel happiness, I feel sadness, I feel disconnected, I feel so forth. Um, you know, I, th I think it's something that we learn and it's also something that is the premise of the game is to come in and be alone, essentially, kind of, it's a pseudo alone because it's not really alone. Yeah. But as I said, it's also, in, in this world, there's a, there's a duality to everything. So it is a blessing to have the quietness um, versus being so uber connected. Uh, there's a lot going through the mind of a lot of other lives you suddenly remember that you have and had. Um, this is a respite from it to really focus on one. It's a beautiful game that way. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um, just, oh, yeah. there, you know, be, be yourself. I asked myself that the other day after I had that call of, well, be myself. Okay, <laughs> that's it. It's just a decision. There's no meditation or magic or from what I understand. And I could see things start changing in my own life. The moment I just simply said, okay, just surrender to being yourself and stop trying to be outside and be out of the experience at that moment of being the self. Um, but it, it really does. It is really is with the labeling and the categorizing and the, and the differentiating. Do you think on your that note it's possible to live a life of purely non-judgment no i don't think so i mean personally this is me dennis saying i don't think so because it comes i mean i've heard the channel folks say you all will always have judgment it will it's just part of the human design yeah why is that good well i understand this human race civilization can be folks who can get out into the world and meet other younger civilizations who really are also struggling and have a lot of ideas that maybe aren't so healthy and we can be able to not get lulled into um, what's going on to be able to help them someday and I'm you know I'm talking millions of years from now yeah. hundreds of thousands of years like because we have that kind of cynical critical side of us too that can kind of step back and go uh, I don't know about that you know and let me tell you about you know so we have a part that's kind of gritty that had but it but I understand it has a design towards our civilization being able to be um, guides for others much much later as long as we get over separation because mm. this is what I hear um, can put an end to this one um on that note uh whether now or later is a good time i'd, I'd like to read a page if you, if you yes mind. let's read a page and then you can tell tell us where to find your book that would be yeah, a great sure. segue okay tell because us anything i say is watered down from so this this uh, this i will premise um three messages came to me no i don't hear a voice in my head it's dennis's voice but they all the three of them over a period of time began with we have a message for you we have a message and I write this through my future selves. That's who I communicate with. Mm -hmm. If you learn to be a medium, you usually find there's somebody who's your guide. And so we have a message for you. And I knew from a professional medium that um, who they were. <laughs> In fact, I was nervous to make sure I could get it right. So I remember the, the evening that I sat down, we have a message for you. This poured out in like a minute or two. Mm -hmm. I was not thinking of the words or critical or analyzing them. They're all the rest of the book. I was editing and thinking and reading it back to myself and doing all the stuff that we normally do when we write. <laughs> but these three, and this is one of the three, just poured out. And then I went back and hired the channel to read it to verify. So this is what makes, to me, I feel like I did a, a reasonable job hearing it. So this is from a past president um, of the 60s and um, a civil rights leader of the 60s. Um, if you read the page two before, I think you'll get a good idea as to who they are. Here it goes. We stand together before you today with a chance for peace. 
Let no man or woman claim another as their servant. Let no one feel less than another. This part of the human story must come to an end. The page must be turned, for there is a new story ahead, a new book, and a new way to live in peace. How can one so hate another because of differences? We must look deep in ourselves for unity. We must desire to advance the human idea and detour from its current destructive path that will lead to the eventual end of the civilization. For in each person is both love and hate. Those are only labels. The underlying awareness is the same. It is now for all to end labeling one another. This begins with the self. We must stop labeling and categorizing and differentiating ourselves out of fear. We must know that each and every life is simply by its innate beingness a unique person, and we all together as unique people share our common one purpose, idea, and thought. Whatever one's beliefs, we find that word one. Each person is one, and every person is altogether one. We must realize this to end the violence. Violence begets violence. Victim and aggressor, they are labels. The underlying here is shared by all who participate in the expression of fear. Look inside away from what others may say. Look inside to your spirit. Realize you are unique. Realize you are one. Realize all people in you are one. Wow. Mic yeah. drop. So, I need a mic to drop now. <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, you that know, was I, totally I amazing. Stuff. Yeah. So like, you know, I'm just borrowing that word one because there's from beyond uh, warning us about separation. Yes. And tell us where can people find more of you if they want to buy your book, <laughs> if they want to have you for speaking engagements, they oh, want to thank you. tell us um, where can they know, find I'm, more of you? Yeah. I'm not like a real uh, on the, all the social network, I'm kind of, I, I work to myself, I'm an inventor turned writer because, uh, in fact, there's an invention too in this book I wanted to build for the world that is about how science can know there is other dimensions. I give some hints to it. Um, there, um, it, the book is on Amazon. It's okay. uh, Forever is Your Frontier. Um, if you'd like, you can read the, I think the first two or three chapters are on there, so you don't even have to buy it to see if you would like it. If you would like to know more about, uh, channeling because i will say one thing um it's really important metaphysics is not a world that is like a credentialed world like science um it allows a lot of openness that way but i th i think it's really important that if one isn't really aware of who to go to for a channel uh, don't just look it up on the internet please try to seek out people who can vouch for somebody who've attended um, can, you know, just like we would hire somebody job, we want somebody to, to say that. And I, I won't say their names because um, I didn't get a chance to hear from them if they wanted me to, because they're kind of private. But um, I certainly acknowledge um, who um, I've spoken with. Uh, Abram, I'll just say his name, is the uh, being from beyond. Um, you can check that out on the internet. And uh, uh, Bashar is another one. I know who someone has channeled that came through um, a session together, both of them. Um, so there was a verification from beyond about Bashar. So there's two of them that I know, Abram and Bashar. Um, yeah. And as far as the book, it's on Amazon. It's available for people. Um, Amazing. 
Well, it's been such an amazing time speaking with you and we are at the end of our show, but I mean, that passage is just, I mean, like sitting right here under my rib cage (laughs) and this message of one, I know through this conversation and beyond will just bring so many people peace because I think we're in a very disconnected time and it is nice to reinforce this idea of oneness um, in so many ways. So thank you, Dennis. And thank you for your wonderful message. And for everyone, please tune in next week for another um, episode where we can learn about a habit that may change your life. So thanks everyone. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Habits for Happiness. Please join Lady Fuller for another edition of the program next time on the Voice America Variety Channel and discover how to find your new happy place.